You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. The ANC has defeated the Democratic Alliance's private members' bill that sought to stop cadre deployment in the public sector. The bill, which was proposed by DAMP Leon Schreiber and reviewed by the Public Service and Administration Portfolio Committee, was supported by all opposition parties present, with the exception of the PAC. The end cater deployment bill sought to outlaw the employment of political party office bearers in the civil service. Now, cater deployment has been an ongoing point of tension between the parties with the DA earlier this year, winning a court case compelling the ANC to hand over its records, which the ANC is still fighting. In today's discussion, what we are asking is the current ANC cater deployment policy working in favor of the country or not? Or does cater deployment promote or hinder diversity in leadership roles? Let's discuss this matter now further. We're joined on the line by DA's Shadow Minister of Public Service and Administration, Leon Schreiber, and ANC member Crispin Peary. Thank you so much to you both for your time. I'm going to start with our very uh, you know, fundamental question, which we're asking. And I'll start with you, Leon. Is cater deployment working for the country or not? Uh, I think the way to answer that question is for any South African to go and try to switch on the lights while there's load shedding. Um, load shedding and other service delivery failures, the water crisis we're seeing now in Gauteng, these are all symptoms that South Africans are now dealing with uh, that are the consequence of political interference in appointments to the administration. The reality is that we, this is no longer a hypothetical discussion. The State Capture Commission has confirmed to us that cater deployment was a key enabling mechanism for state capture and corruption. And we are living every single day with the service delivery failures that result from the appointment of people not on the basis of merit or on the basis of their skills and ability to do the job, but on the basis of cater deployment, which is designed in terms of the ANC's own policy documents to ensure that people are appointed on the basis of loyalty to the ANC into positions of power. That is why we tabled the end cater deployment bill. We outlined the alternative vision there for a, a new public administration in South Africa where we make sure that we appoint people on the basis of merit and skills. Every single opposition party in this country, with the exception of one, voted in favor of ending cater deployment. The ANC stood absolutely alone and confirmed that they are the only reason we still have cater deployment in South Africa and all of the service delivery failures that follow. Crispin? Well, I think to frame the discussion as though a concept like cater deployment is an exclusively ANC policy is, is a bit disingenuous. The DA itself uh, does actually deploy its, maybe they don't call them cadres, but uh, whatever they call each other, um, to various strategic positions. Think of someone like Tim Harris, who was um, sent to invest SA after being the shadow minister of finance. Um, that's clearly a, a deployment of sorts. It's not someone who actually applied for the job and so on and so on. But let's then really frame CADA deployment for what it really should be. And I think, like we've had this discussion in other forums with Mr. with Dr. Schreiber, one can concede that to some extent, I think 
uh, cadre deployment has been bastardized. Um, because it's not simply taking a person who, has, who is a card-carrying member and placing them in a strategic position. It has to be someone who is highly skilled, highly competent. And there are instances where the African National Congress has done this actually quite well. Think of National Treasury, the institution that it has become today. It was started off by comrades like Jill Marcus, um, in the, at least in the Democratic Dispensation, comrades like Lisecha Khanyaho at the time. And you can think of many others who have set up that institution for it to become the world-class institution that it is. Think of the South African Revenue Services. Uh, one thinks of one Praveen Kodan, who was one of the first commissioners there. SARS was a real world-class institution. Even ESCOM itself, the one that Dr. Schreiber speaks to, at some point was one of the best energy companies in the world. So there are instances, in fact, there is proof that CADA deployment itself is not the problem. Sometimes it has been individuals who have been put in those positions of authority and who have then showed a lack of ethics and, in some instances, high levels of corruption, which have led to some of these entities being in the dire straits that they're in now. And that's what the State Capture Commission confers. So, uh, Crispin, uh, by uh, some admission there, as you say, that uh, this, unfortunately, in some instances, has been bastardized, then one would ask the question, why did you not back the uh, private member's bill that seeks to end cater deployment and essentially focus on deploying people to all positions because they're competent and not simply because they are aligned with a certain political party. Because that is exactly what CADA deployment is not. It's not because you're aligned with a particular political party. It's because, it, in ideally, it's supposed to be someone who's highly skilled but understands the political ethos of a particular party. And actually, the, the Constitution sanctions this in Section 195, Subsection 4, which says that when there are people, when you make an employment at a particular level, you can give it, you can make that appointment according to a policy consideration. And that policy consideration is whether this person understands the vision of what we are trying to implement. And but non-racial, sometimes non-sexist society. I'm going I'm so to come back to you, Dr. Schreiber. You wouldn't Crispin, want to appoint... Give, give me a second. Question. Give me a second on that mm. point, on that point. But we've seen what's happening in municipalities. We've seen what's happening in municipalities. Are you telling me that these are individuals who are understanding of the vision that is supposed to be carried forward, the vision of taking services to the people, when municipalities in Mpumalanga, for example, some of them nearing collapse, is that an understanding of a vision? It isn't, right? So I think there are instances where, people, like I said, people who may not have the skills are being employed. And in fact, Dr. Schreiber once shared a very interesting statistic that says approximately 25% of the people that are employed in public service are said to not have the proper qualifications. But that's not a function of CADA deployment. The, actually, the Constitution also prohibits that. So you can't appoint someone who is not qualified to a particular position. Where these things do happen, people must be held accountable. And again, we always say the law must be strictly applied. So we, we can't conflate some of these problems that we are seeing in the public administration system, where people who don't necessarily have the skills are being given the jobs. They're not being given the jobs because they're CADAs. That is just against the law. You can't employ someone who is not highly skilled for a particular responsibility and expect them to execute a difficult task. 
I'm, I'm going to so come back that, to that, it's not, Crispin. It's not a question of CADA deployment at all. I'm going to come back to that, Crispin, because I'm finding that a little bit hard to believe, and I'm sure even the, the, the listeners as well. Leon, it, it's not necessarily, as Crispin argues, a problem of the ANC. The DA itself puts people strategically in positions and deploys them to these positions. So is the DA also doing CADA deployment in disguise, calling it something else? Well, just briefly on that, and then I just want to quickly respond to what Mr. Piri said. Uh, no, we must make a distinction between political positions and administrative positions. So, of course, when it comes to an election, you'll have a result and the election of certain political positions, and a party will fill those positions on the basis of the election result. You also have positions like Mr. Piri's own one, which are uh, ex exempt from the normal public administration uh, positions where you can advise, you can uh, appoint advisors and um, people like spokespersons, etc., uh, which are allowed in terms of the law. What CADA deployment is about is that it extends that political influence, which rightly belongs in the political sphere, and it takes it into the administration, into government departments, into state-owned enterprises. And this is where I think there's a critical point to make. The ANC speaks as if they don't live in South Africa. They say, oh, there's been some exceptions. But, but overall, we have competent people. Uh, Mr. Piri says, you can't appoint incompetent people. You can't appoint corrupt people. And yet we have them. They are sitting across the entire edifice of the South African state. And we are seeing on every single uh, metric the collapse of our municipalities, the collapse of service delivery. So you can't have it both ways. If you are saying that uh, cater deployment is there to ensure that the vision of the ANC is implemented, then we must conclude that the vision of the ANC is to collapse all of these institutions, because that's what we see. On the other hand, if you say, well, you know, cadre deployment doesn't really uh, do what it says it does, and you actually care about merit, then why on earth do you vote against a law that will make it all about merit? And so you can see the hypocrisy here. You can see that the ANC knows full well that the failures that South Africans deal with every day, load shedding, potholes, basic services that are collapsing, they are in fact the consequence of a systematic, not an individual, uh, but a systematic effort to infiltrate appointment processes in the public administration. Now we are living with the consequences. The chickens are coming home to roost. And even under these circumstances, Bongiwe, the ANC still cannot admit that it has failed, that cater deployment has failed, and that it must be replaced by merit-based appointments that's why they were the only party that voted against the, the bill in Parliament. Crispin, I'm going to let you respond to that before I get to the next question. You know, even in the concept of itself, CADA, CADA is not just any rank-and-file ANC member. It's someone who is distinguishable in society. It's someone who really by stands heads and above shoulders, above society itself. So the question of merit is not even in question there. Has it been practiced properly? That is a debate that internally even the ANC, we must Please have. answer that question but for us. Has it been practiced properly? I think it's a debate that we must have honestly and but frankly within the African have, National Congress. Have and it with looking us. back at some institutions, we can really question whether we have practiced this, this principle correctly. So look but at it, it as an ANC member speaking to us right now. Has it been? I think there are some instances where we can readily say, look, no, this is not how we want to even practice the policy, even internally. Um, and that's a, that's a frank discussion that we must have. But in principle, the idea of it is not even unique to South Africa. 
We see it in the USA. For instance, in the USA, every time a US president comes in, he comes in with his own attorney general. We've even seen it with um, how the USA have gone as far as even appointing Supreme Court judges. Um, and to this end, only after 400 years do you only see a black woman on the Supreme Court in the US. So that principle and the idea of cadre deployment is not intrinsically wrong. It's how we go about it that we must discuss. So mm. if you bring a bill that says um, you must appoint people on merit, that is without question. You're stating the obvious. Obviously, you must appoint people with merit. Should those people be able to execute a particular vision? Absolutely, yes. So one of the things that Leon then one asks is that because there has to be a vision and every single political party that comes into government has a vision for government, has a vision for governance and what it essentially looks like. And they will then be putting people or their own members who are going to carry the vision forward. So is the problem the actual cater deployment term Or is the problem how things are done and what needs to change there? Because if you think about the DA, for example, if you were to be in government, uh, let's say across the country, you are going to be bringing people that carry the vision of the Democratic Alliance. And how then do you begin to separate the two? You see, Bongiwe, the vision and the mandate from the people is translated into political office. That is why we have ministers or a president or premiers, etc., because those are the policy makers in terms of, of our constitutional framework. So that is the, those are the positions where the mandate or the vision of a political party must be put forward and translated into government policy. But what is disingenuous about how the ANC engages with this conversation is that what they do through cater deployment is to politicize the administration which is supposed to be the implementer of that policy vision. And the Constitution already empowers any government in this country to ensure that its vision uh, is loyally executed. If you go and look at the Constitution, it explicitly says that anyone who works in the public administration must loyally execute the lawful policies of the government of the day. Mm. In other words, the Constitution already provides that your public administration must be implementing the political vision. What the ANC does is to then go and form a secret committee where they have discussions and they go and they subvert the appointment processes. That is not even close to being legal and that is not even close to being necessary. And we must keep in mind, again, I say, this is not a hypothetical conversation. South Africans are living the consequences every single day through service delivery failures. And also, we are pretending as if the Zondo Commission never happened, because we must remember the Zondo Commission said that cater deployment is unconstitutional. That is a finding from a commission chaired by the Chief Justice of this country. The DA is in court as we speak to not only expose records of cater deployment, where we've already won all the way up to the Supreme Court of Appeal, but we are also going to declare this thing unconstitutional. It's happening. It's before our courts as we speak. And this will once and for all expose the dishonesty that we hear from the ANC. They have no interest in merit and skill-based appointments. That's why they voted against the bill. All they care about is ensuring that they have their people in positions of power so that they can control corruption, 
They can control the tenders that flow from it. That's the reality South Africans live, not the fantasy that we hear from the ANC. And speaking about the Zonda Commission's findings, there's a question I have for both of you. Um, when we just finished listening to the voice notes of the listeners, I just want to pick your brains on this one and see then how do you begin to navigate that. Let's listen to what the listeners have to say. It will seem like other people are unable to distinguish the issue of cadre deployment and just people being placed in position when they don't have qualification. That is not cadre deployment. And it's happening a lot in government, especially where DA operates, <coughs> where you find a person gets a, post, a managerial post or supervisory post when he doesn't even have a, a qualification. It's got everything to do with favoritism. Sometimes people are just families or they are close to a person who happened to be the head of the section. So it is happened. That is not cadre deployment. As a black people, let us not defend undefendable. The Qaeda deployment collapsed the country. The Qaeda deployment is still continuing now as I'm speaking to you, collapsing municipality in this country. The ANC is collapsing municipality and the whole country. Let us not defend undefendable because of the Qaeda deployment. Thank you. Leon, very quickly, you've been accused of favoritism. You heard the listener there. Well, no, I mean, that, that's, that's just not true. I mean, uh, the reality is that where the DA governs, you can see the outcomes of an approach that is based on skills. The, the, the findings of the Auditor General, the realities of service delivery uh, in places where the DA is in power, whether it's Midval in Gauteng or whether it is Umgeni in KwaZulu-Natal or in the Western Cape, consistently demonstrate that when you have a policy that uh, appoints people on the basis of their skills and their capacity, <laughs> you right. will improve service delivery over time. That's the reality, and that's what we are offering South Africans in compa comparison to the ANC that's only offering more cadre deployment, more corruption, and more load shedding and service delivery failures. Uh, Crispin, I'm not sure if you want to respond to that before I ask my final question, just before we run out of time. Yeah, I think there are challenges that we have in the country that are occasioned by, in some instances, governance uh, problems, but that's not a result exclusively of cadre deployment. I would maintain it's sometimes a result of corruption, sometimes a result of a, a failure in ethics. And I think the caller that highlighted uh, the fact that in some instances in the Western Cape there are cases of nepotism, it's also the same for other municipalities across the country where you see nepotism and justifiable decisions happens across the board, it should not be happening. And that's what leads to uh, a failure in services sometimes and the lapses that we are seeing. So it's not a function exclusively of cater deployment. And the high, a high point to mention and end this debate on is that cater deployment is not concerned with appointing uh, someone, some manager somewhere in, in a municipality only, or exclusively. It's about the strategic levels of government. So people who are seized with the strategic thinking of government. It's not just ministers. A minister is an executive authority. All right. But the person who is mainly seized with executive thinking most of the time or ex ex executing policies is someone like a director general. And that's not something that you can miss. It's a so, very important position I at don't... the level of senior management in the state. The Zonda Commission mentioned something very critical as well in the very same breath um, when it was talking about things that need to be done differently, particularly in Parliament, and this ties in with political parties, that there needs to be a way to protect MPs who choose to deviate from voting with the majority. And I wonder, is this even possible 
looking at the fact that loyalty is to the party first and not only the ANC. Is the DA willing to accommodate an MP who deviates from the party line? So we have had examples in the past. Uh, I think about uh, the vote on abortion many years ago, where there was a decision that, uh, that MPs can vote in terms of their conscience. But this is, of course, an exceptional uh, situation because I go back to the distinction that I made earlier, which is between political positions and administrative positions. But let's stay in if, Parliament, Leon. Is the, yes. is the DA right now, not in the past, right now, able to accommodate an MP who says, I am not in agreement? Well, every time we have a vote in Parliament now on our virtual system, you will hear the Speaker asking at the end of that vote whether there's any member who wishes to vote differently from their particular party. So the opportunity there is, of course, that you can do that. But at the end of the day, voters elected a particular mandate from a particular political party. So I'm gonna... And we have a responsibility to hold uh, with the mandate that the voters chose. I'm going to take that as a no. Uh, Crispin? Well, we have had comrades in the past who have really argued why they voted a particular way. Think of uh, the late Ben Turok. So they I'm talking about now. We've, we've seen what's so been happening we now a, we with those who are not towing the party line. But, but we've seen what's happening recently now with those who are not towing the party line. Like I say, we have a culture of debate and persuasion. It's always been there and it will continue. All we right. have actually a record of it, so it's not a theoretical thing either. So I take it with both of you, it's a no. But thank you so much for that. Do appreciate your time. Quite an interesting one. Um, one day we'll have more time to talk about it because this issue is multifaceted, I tell you. But thank you so much to the guests who made this conversation possible. That was the Democratic Alliance's Leon Schreiber, Shadow Minister of Public Service and Administration, and ANC member Crispin Pirith. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.